Christmas. The Netflix Christmas movie Advent Calendar for December 2020. Today, we are going to introduce you to some ASMR. I'm going to drink some water. Let's go. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. (laughs) This is the straw in my cup. This water sure is refreshing. Here we go. Very refreshing. Okay. Is that what we're turning into? Yes, we're turning into an ASMR podcast. I am not a huge fan of ASMR, but sometimes there's like nails on plastic. No, thanks. Or um, macaroni in a pot. That's some ASMR. And there's also like, (laughs) there's this video where it's like a giant sports cooler and someone just dumped a shit ton of ice and then put some soda in there and like all the crackling and the ice and stuff. That's awesome. But that's about it. What about you, Sean? Yeah, no, thank you to all of that. I, I don't like any of that. <laughs> I don't look anything at any of that up. No, thank you. I'm going to I'm going to take that. Take all that you just said and just throw it in a trash can and say goodbye. Well, just in case Sean deleted the original intro. Hi, welcome <laughs> to a very merry Netflix Christmas. The 25-day Netflix Christmas movie advent calendar. Uh, I'm Olivia. And I'm Sean. Oh, I was going to say, and with me always is Sean. You had a weird pause there. I thought you were... Yeah. I thought you wanted me to chime (laughs) in. No, I had some, like, water stuck in my throat. Um, Oh, okay. So, man, yesterday was rough. Yesterday was rough because it was El Camino Christmas, which everybody knows I just absolutely hated. But today was so much better. Can I can I just make a, a a side note about that? So we watched that yesterday. Two things I want to note. First of all, we forgot a Christmas cliche from that movie. One of the cliches in that movie is someone is lying about their identity because that happens mm-hmm. in literally every Christmas movie. And that one, <laughs> and that one, <laughs> I, I I I you couldn't see it, listeners, but I eye rolled. Anyways. <laughs> Because she does it constantly. She constantly burps. That's going to, throughout this whole fucking podcast, you, you would listen to it and say, oh, you'd think they would take out the burps, but the burps become part of the podcast, so I can't take it out. It's just, it's just anytime thing. you bring up, anytime El Camino Christmas comes up, you know I'm going to have to burp about it because that's that's just yeah. how I feel. Okay. Anyways, Tim Allen lying about his identity in that movie much like every other Christmas movie we've watched. Also, after we watched that movie, I went and watched You've Got Mail for the first time. Loved it. But afterwards, I realized, wait a second, I just watched Buzz and Woody in separate movies today. So, Toy Story Connection, that's all I that was. Say. That was so great. Sean texted mm-hmm. me last night. He was like, you were stuck between two, yeah. two movies. Which one was it? I was stuck between... So I was on HBO Max, and I was stuck between Insomnia and oh, You've Got Mail. Yeah. Two very similar movies. <laughs> so both have Al Pacino references. One yes. of them actually has Al Pacino in them. The other and, one, The Godfather, is referenced. Yeah, and I was just like, I just can't escape Pacino. Because you see, listeners, if you haven't listened to other episodes and don't know us already, Olivia hosts this really great Al Pacino podcast called Year of Pacino. <laughs> 
And we're at my 20, my new year's resolution for 2020 was to watch all of Al Pacino's filmography in the year 2020. I came up with it in December, 2019 and it's coming to a close Mm -hmm. and you know what? I'm sad about it, but I'm also excited that I created this really audacious goal and it's coming to an end. That's sad, but I'm also excited to get all this time back because I'm watching at least two movies a week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, I can't anyway. get enough of Al Pacino. Anyways. Give me some of that Dunkachino. <laughs> can't get enough of that Dunkachino. <laughs> but Olivia. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> again, shrugged again. Olivia. <laughs> what movie did we watch today? Today we watched The Princess Switch, which... Our original plan, because I'm in charge of putting the movies in order, because I've seen of the 18 movies that came out before 2020, I had seen at least 10 of them. So I'd seen over half of the Netflix movies that came out before this year. And so I'm obviously more familiar. I've seen some of these multiple times, so obviously I'm more familiar with it. And Multiple times. Nine times on Night Before Christmas. <laughs> nine fucking <Yes>. times. <laughs> nine times the Night Before Christmas. And... We originally were going to watch A Christmas Prince 2, but I thought we could get to that one a little bit later because we want to put, I want to put in some other movies to kind of establish the canon because I I remember that the Christmas switch represent, like, uh, not represented, featured other Netflix Christmas movies. And I think, so my, my original thought was that all the Netflix movies are in the same universe, but they're not. After rewatching, I realized after rewatching The Princess Switch today that these movies, there's actually two Netflix Christmas timelines because there's a timeline for The Princess Switch and there's a timeline for A Christmas Prince because you can't have both A Christmas Prince and The Princess Switch be in the same period because then you have two fake British countries, you know? Well, here's the thing. Right now with Marvel, they're planning to do a multiverse. And I'm not going to inundate the listeners with everything Marvel is planning on doing in the future. But they're going to do a multiverse and have different versions of the MCU. So I just want to say that Netflix beat them to the punch with their Uh Netflix Christmas cinematic multiverse. Not even universe, but multiverse. Multiverse. Yeah, because there's there's at least two timelines. There might be more. But the reason why I say there are two, and we need to get into the plot, but essentially Vanessa Hudgens plays a double role. She's a baker in Chicago and a princess from a European country. Which I gotta say is very Bollywood. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, see, I thought you might enjoy that, which, uh, and apparently the princess switch too. Vanessa Hudgens plays a triple role. So that'll be exciting. (laughs) But she's she Vanessa Hudgens, the baker, a.k.a. Stacy. She goes to Bulgaria, Belravia. Don't look at me like I know what it is. (laughs) I have no idea. It's via something like that goes to like a fake European country. It ends with V.I.A. And they all have British accents. So because this movie has a fake European country and A Christmas Prince has a fake European country, I don't think they can exist at the same time. And also, Vanessa Hudgens and her chef friend, they watch Netflix. And on Netflix, they see A Christmas Prince and Christmas Inheritance. So I think that's signifying in the Princess Switch timeline, Christmas Prince and Christmas Inheritance are movies. But in the Christmas Prince 
Night Before Christmas timeline, it's actually real. Because remember, in the Night Before Christmas, mm -hmm. they had an acorn because it symbolized Aldovia from A Christmas Prince. So something to keep her eyes peeled for. So you have a timeline where it's real and the other timeline is Netflix movies and then vice versa. Here's the thing. Because we're going through all these, by the end of this podcast, we're going to have it all mapped out for you guys. Exactly. We're going to have, we're gonna have the whole this thing one existed out. this time and this time and where it all intersects. All that so jazz. So two timelines. We've got a Christmas Prince timeline where we know for sure it's a Christmas Prince, Christmas Adherence, and the Night Before Christmas, which we watched before we thought of this podcast, but we'll come back to it. Unfortunately. And then the Christmas <laughs> Princess Switch timeline, we right now have the Princess Switch, but we'll see. We'll see, the, we'll, see we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see, figure we'll it out. See. I'm pretty sure Holiday in the Wild is going to be in the Princess Switch timeline because that's a movie in the Night Before Christmas. Yeah. So, but we'll anyways, see. Olivia, what happens in this movie? Oh my God. It is so crazy. We had 27 Christmas cliches. <laughs> so Jesus many. Jesus Christ. And Sean, you said something where you were like, because I told you, Sean, at the beginning, I'm like, they're all the same movie. And you didn't believe me. And now while we were watching this movie, you're like, Olivia, you are right. Yeah. It, they're all the same fucking movie. It's kind of insane. Because it's not, it's not the big plot points that stand out. It's the tiny things that stand out that you go, mm -hmm. this is way too specific. Yeah. So you have Vanessa Hudgens playing two people, Stacy and Lady Margaret. Um, so Stacy is a baker in Chicago and uh, her and her sous chef, Kevin and Kevin's daughter, Olivia, they enter Olivia. the, they enter like this baking, like British bake off competition, essentially in Bulgaria. I kept thinking they were saying Bavaria, but they were not saying Bavaria. It's like Bulgaria or Arabia, something like that. They're going to fancy England. And while she's there, she spills something on her apron, which she's like, I need to go change my apron. I'm like, bitch, that's what you have your apron for. Your apron's supposed to get dirty. Anyway, she goes to try to change out her apron and then she runs into Lady Margaret. And guess what? They look the exact same. So they decide to do a switch because Lady Margaret is about to marry the prince. And Lady Margaret wants to like live her life because she's spontaneous, where Stacy is not spontaneous. So they can, switch. Oh, yes. Cut can, in. I'm sorry. I want, I want to make two notes real quick. First one, I found it. Uh, it was kind of funny how particularly in the first scene when they talk to each other and they meet, I was just like, Wow, this is impressive that Vanessa Hudgens has no chemistry with herself. Like when she's speaking yeah. to herself. I mean, I get it. It was just kind of funny how off it kind of felt. Mm -hmm. At least in the first scene, it definitely got better over time. But their first awkward encounter, I'm like, oh, geez. But also just I actually really like this movie. But one oh. of my one of my pet peeves is that this is the first time we meet the princess. I really mm -hmm. felt with, with the spilled apron. Yeah. I really felt like we needed to see her before they kind of made any decisions. So even like one scene earlier of just her getting up in the day and being like, man, I wish I could be a normal girl kind of thing. Because then we get like this whole montage of them teaching each other how to essentially play the other one, right? And I kept telling Olivia, this just feels like they're trying to screw regular day Vanessa Hudgens. Like, this mm -hmm. is like either they're going to steal her life 
are gonna like kill her or something like if this was a bali movie you know that's exactly what they would be doing yeah you know this just feels like a horror movie like it's uh, princess vanessa hudgens and her um assistant lady whatever you want to call her they kept just making references that just felt very almost like get out in a way where you just go i know what you're saying but what you're meaning, I feel like you could be lying totally. Also, you're lying throughout this whole movie. So mm-hmm. I definitely think you're hiding something. And you could definitely be trying to steal Vanessa Hudgens' life. And I don't see like I don't mean necessarily kill her. I just mean like literally stealing her identity and then it could have been a whole nother movie, is what I'm saying. And I feel like if we just had that one other scene in the beginning, then it would have gelled a little bit mm-hmm. better. But it was a fun thing to think about. Anyways, end tangent. <laughs> so they meet, they switch places for two days. And then while they switch places, they both fall in love. So Stacy is pretending to be the the Lady Margaret. She falls in love with Prince Edward. And then Lady Margaret, pretending to be Stacy, falls in love with Kevin, the sous chef. And they switch back. But then it's kind of weird because like they have feelings for the other man, not the one that they're supposed to be with. But then they end up together. Yeah, because they switch back. Anyway, they don't really switch back. But <laughs> they they're, switch they're back. Honest about what happened. Do they switch back? Well, that's the princess switch too. Switched again. The princess switch switched again. They switch. They switch but, back. They switch again. But I think this movie and the night before Christmas have so many similarities because fucking like should we just get into the Christmas cliches because we gotta talk about that old magical man. I mean that's oh yeah. I mean that. I feel like the Christmas cliches are just every note in this movie. I don't feel like there's any. We're going to end up talking about everything that we want to, because like you said, there are 27 Christmas cliches that you found. So Uh we're just going to get into all of them. So Olivia, start us off. So I'll just quickly go through the ones we've already talked about. So we've got the made up country that has British accents. There's tons of emphasis on on schedule. And then Vanessa Hudgens is having schedule, 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 schedule. She literally has a conversation with herself as Stacey and Lady Margaret, where they say schedule and schedule constantly. Uh, But we, we start off with stock footage of the city we're in, Chicago. Bonus for snow with a Christmas song. That's how yeah. all these movies start off. Mm-hmm. It's very 80s feeling. Very 80s. I want to save magical old people for a second because I feel like we're going to talk about that for a while. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll come back to that one. That's a big thing. Um, other ones we've got, I'm too X to fall in love. So this time it was like, I'm too structured or scheduled to fall in love. No, she's too scheduled to fall in love. <laughs> Stacy is too scheduled to fall in love. We've got not over their shitty X. And we actually have an encounter, another encounter with the shitty X. We've got meat cute involving a vehicle. Okay, I need to argue this. (laughs) I understand (laughs) that on a technical basis, you're counting it as a meat cute. And I'm not going to discount it and say no. But I would argue it's not a meat cute because they don't act. They meet on a very superficial level, but they don't actually meet. It's just he kind of hits her with the car and then drives <laughs> off and that's it. Yeah, it, it, it's like a hit and run, but it's still like she figures out that yeah. he was like Stacy figures out that the prince almost yeah. the prince's driver but almost ran him over. The whole point of a mute cue so. is that they got to talk to each other and if they don't talk to each other. I feel like it doesn't really count. But, but, you know, but it's still something like that moment didn't have to be in the movie at all. Right. Like, the I fact get that what there you're saying. I'm sort giving of like it vehicle. to you, Olivia. OK, I, I, I'm, let, I, I'm letting it be. I'm just saying. <laughs> so 
we've got shitty rival, which I think is kind of the same as like the evil ex and cousin situation from A Christmas Prince. It's not the exact same, but it's the same kind of idea. Uh, we've got dead relatives. Lady Margaret, both of her parents died when she was young. Um, and that's why very she's Disney. more spontaneous. Very Disney. We've got very involved secret handshakes. <laughs> um, and that's part of how Olivia, the daughter, figures out that Stacy isn't actually Stacy and Stacy's the princess. Which is we've another got, which, cliche. The, the, the another little, cliche. The little girl figure. So along with the lying about your identity cliche, we got the little girl figuring out the person is lying about their identity before everyone else figures it out. Mm-hmm. We've got that. We've got Christmas baking and rich people don't know anything about anything because they're too busy with money. Those two kind of went hand in hand. Horse riding. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Staircase outfit reveal. Again, happened. Hero has secret artistic talent, which leads into our next one. Prince plays the piano. Wait, what was the secret artistic talent? The piano playing. Oh, is that the here? Well, that's like the romantic love interest. Yeah. Okay. Because that happened in Christmas Inheritance and uh, Christmas Prince. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got they fall in love in a matter of days, orphans, and then orphan snowball fight. Wait, can I ask you backtracking? What's Sir Cole's secret talent? Uh, he teaches. Vanessa Hudgens about the secret baked bean Christmas thing. And he made oh her a Christmas ornament. Oh my God, that's a talent? <laughs> this is why he's the biggest loser of them all. Fuck Sir Cole. Uh, we've got an ex named Karen, like in a Christmas uh, Christmas inheritance. Got references to Netflix movies. We've got the almost kiss and we've got an engagement and a wedding. We got a wedding in this movie. So, and then the last Christmas cliche that we need to spend some time talking about magical old people. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, it's the beginning of the movie. Stacy's in Chicago and she's like, man, I just really, she like runs into this old man on the street and this dude pops up probably 10 times. Um, Oh, yeah. The entire movie. And he was like, what's your Christmas wish? And she says, I just want to spend Christmas with someone. He's like, okay. And literally right after that, her ex walks out and she has a conversation with her ex and his new girlfriend. And that's what spurs her on to join the baking competition abroad. Yeah. So Um, I made a joke to Olivia as we were watching (laughs) this because at first I was like, because she was saying, oh, we got the magical old man giving advice. <laughs> and at first I said to myself, oh, is he the manifestation of Christmas magic? Because <laughs> Christmas magic is a theme in all these movies. And then I went, nah, that's too simple. <laughs> what he really is, is God. <laughs> this old man is God writing erotic fan fiction and messing with people's lives because he's constantly just like meddling being like oh like saying on the nose things to literally every character being like oh maybe you should do this oh maybe this should be the way so he's constantly like yeah he's very this god is in this movie and he is known as the kindly man this man that's his character name (laughs) 
Because Stacy, when she when they go to the European country, Stacy sees him and she's like, "Didn't I see you a week ago in Chicago?" And he's like, "No, how how could I have been there, but also here?" Which I also want to say, he could have been there. I don't know why. This is the one <laughs> like I'm so used to on my own podcast finding nitpicks and saying like, well, that's impossible for that thing to happen where this movie is saying something is impossible where I'm like, wait, no, that theoretically is very much possible because you were in Chicago too. He could have theoretically gone on a flight too, but it doesn't matter because he's God. So of course he can be existed too. But he shows up, he shows up about 10 times as like four different people. So he shows up as like the dude in Chicago, the dude in the, the like, the store dude he shows up as like one of the groundskeepers for the castle he shows up as a butler for the castle like essentially whenever these characters near need to be steered somewhere either emotionally or physically steered somewhere he's there this movie would not exist without him nothing would it happen would, without this would fucking exist. old man christmas magic Christmas magic. This God is literally emotionally steering Stacy towards being more spontaneous, which allows her to meet Prince Edward. And then he emotionally steers the queen when the queen finds out that there's a double situation. He's like, doesn't she look like a princess? And it's like, why the fuck would a groundskeeper say that to a queen? Yeah, he's just like so on the nose about everything. So on the nose. And then he actually physically steers people. So Prince Edward and Stacy are at a toy store and then Kevin... Olivia and Lady Margaret are about to go the same the same store and the old man helps Lady Margaret and Olivia distract Kevin to get him out of the store so he doesn't see the double situation which I wish had happened but whatever <laughs> and also when Lady Margaret like kind of sneaks out of the ball and Prince Edward doesn't know where he is where she is the butler's like oh I s-, the old man butler's like oh I saw him over there I saw her over there like yeah and yeah. I think in the old crown Okay, oh because God. also you with the cinematic universes, with the Netflix Christmas universes, theoretically speaking, the old crone from Night Before Christmas yeah. exists in the same universe as this old man. So no, no, maybe no. they're different timelines because the night before Christmas is with the Christmas prince, which is a different timeline. So oh, she's fuck. God. And yeah, the old crone is God. In the Christmas Prince timeline, and this old man is God in the Princess Switch timeline. Do you think they're actually rival fan fiction writers? That's what's going on. It's rival <laughs> fan fiction writers, and they're just oh fucking. And they're st- they're copying each other's ideas. They're just plagiarizing yes. themselves. <laughs> That's why there's so many cliches because they're like, "How can I top? Oh, oh, how can I do God. this differently? Oh Fuck, I don't know." And then <laughs> then they get so on the nose about it that like. You know, how can I steer my characters in this direction? Fuck it. I'm going to write myself into my own book. <laughs> Fuck it. Literally, if it felt like, because like, if this man, if the crone was not in the night before Christmas, and if this man was not in the princess, which they wouldn't have happened. No, and no. And also, they both star Vanessa Hudgens. This movie came out a year before the night before Christmas. So you know that the old crone was like, Buck, he topped me. He topped my Christmas prince that universe. Piece of shit. I gotta, 
oh my God. I, and, and she was like, I need to write myself into a Vanessa Hudgens story because the, the night before Christmas wouldn't have happened without the old crown. Oh my God. Is anyone else talking about this? So, so you're saying the old, so, okay. So let me get this right. God from this movie is the first writer. Old crone copied him. No. And no, no, okay. no. Old crone because because there's the Christmas Prince timeline, which has a Christmas so Prince. So Old Crone wrote Christmas, Christmas Prince Heritage. first. Yeah. The night before. So it started with that. And then this guy came in. So so she started in 2017. Can I can I ask you a question? Yes. Did all so is the reason why Aldovia has such terrible security and why Amber was able to get through the terrible security is because old crone waved her Christmas magic and allowed her to sneak yes. in. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. How is no one Mind talking about fucking this? blown. Old crone we- is the Thanos <laughs> of this universe. <laughs> and then we've got like either like fucking so yeah cuz a Christmas prince and a Christmas inheritance are movies in the princess switch. So a Christmas prince and a Christmas inheritance came out in 2017 and then this came out in 2018. So we have one fanfic writer who like came up with this like little bubble of universe and this person's like, "Oh, I see that. I'm going to reference that, but mine is actually reality." So they're like fighting over Yeah, and yours are just movies. Yours don't count. Ex- oh my exactly. god. This petty oh feud. I love it. <laughs> And then there might, but there might come a point where it actually gets blended. So maybe the writers, like the two fans are actually like, instead of becoming rivals, they realize, Hey, we're actually stronger together. Oh my God. Olivia. Cause I know you love fan fiction. I yeah. think you should write this. I think you should write this as an actual fan fiction. People would need, like, freak the fuck out. I need I need to write an op-ed and be like the Netflix Christmas cinematic universe is actually two fanfic writers with their own timelines as they work together. Honestly, that's what it is. I will create a video essay about this and put it on YouTube. <laughs> do oh it. Do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. We have to get through all the other movies first because okay. I want to see yes. if it's a rivalry because so the old crone came back in 20, 2018 with Christmas Prince 2, but it was terrible. It was so bad. She lost her edge. Lost her edge. So, but then she came back in 2019 with the night before Christmas. Oh my God. Do you feel like that was really a rebound? I don't know about that. <laughs> she, she, she finally revealed herself is what she did. Because uh-huh. so Christmas, Christmas Prince 2 came out in... 2018 and so did this mm-hmm. one right so mm-hmm. basically the new guy so god in this movie so kindly man in this movie <laughs> realized and kindly man so kindly man was like <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna throw myself into this thing but old crone already had her movie out and she went fuck i guess what i gotta do is throw myself into my own movie for next year <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to like one up each other and maybe 2020, maybe this year is when they actually come together. It's like we got like a Marvel oh DC thing God. going on and then they come together. <laughs> Netflix has their own Marvel DC rivalry within their two competing multiverse cinematic Netflix Christmas universes. And 
And no one is talking about this because no one has seen these movies as many times as I have. Guys, get your head in the game. Pay attention. It's been it's taken me three or four years because like, you know, I started watching in 2017. Um, so if you include 2017, this is like my fourth year, my fourth time watching this shit. And so you really like this is years of scholars of scholarship and research going into this. Like, they, <laughs> I don't even know if Netflix knows what's going on. You know, Netflix. We got to we got to make sure you guys know the truth. Olivia, here's what we need to do. We need to pet. We need to pitch to Netflix a docu-series about this. <laughs> Yo, here's the thing. I, yeah, be like, hey, hey, Netflix, I just realized that within your Christmas cinematic universe, there's actually two rival timelines with two create two fanfic writers that put themselves in the story as God. Do you think... <laughs> so whenever... The, they were pitching these movies to Netflix. Was it always one of these two people? So Kindly Man goes in to pitch. Uh, what was the first one he did? Pr- pr- uh, Princess Switch Princess was Switch. his first one. Princess Switch. So he goes in to pitch Princess Switch. And then a year later, he goes in to pitch whatever's the next one in his canon. And they go, haven't we seen you before? And he's like, oh, no, that's impossible. I'm a totally different man. Don't you see? I have a little bit different hair. You know, I'm not that other guy. (laughs) He snuck it through. So I think what's going to be really important is that another big part of the Netflix Christmas movie canon that I haven't seen actually is Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. So I think that's that's our next movie. So we'll do that. And then we'll go back to Christmas Prince 2 because I think once we have more of like the big canon, the bigger movies, it'll, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah, it'll all fall we'll into place. To dis- yeah, it'll, it'll fall into place. God, this is so interesting, but also devastating at the same time that I've been watching these movies for so many years and so many times that I'm just like, wait, actually, it's a multiverse. You needed me like, to uncover this. <laughs> it's what it is. And you know what? What if we're in the fan fiction and Old Crone and Kindly Man brought us together? What if to tell the story? No, Olivia, don't you realize it's a time travel thing too. You're, you're old crone and I'm kindly, man. We're going to oh grow God. up, get older, and then we're going to go back in time through Christmas oh magic God. in order to oh write the God. fan fiction of these. I'm, that's why. That's why. That's why I love the night before Christmas so much because I wrote it in the future. And why this movie is basically a Bollywood movie, you know? <laughs> Because you wrote it, in the and future. I love Bollywood. Yeah, wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. We keep getting <sighs> mental, like we just epiphanies, like bang bang, you know, left and right. How am I meant to go on though, knowing that I'm going to become the old crone? But we don't know what the ending is for old crone. We don't know but that so, yet. But what's weird is that if. You're kindly man and I'm old crone and it was a rivalry. What happens to our friendship in the future? But you had said earlier that it might not be a rivalry. We don't 100% know yet. 
if it's a rivalry <laughs> or if it's a friendship. I would like to think it's a rivalry, but you know. I think it might be a friendship though, because when Lady Margaret and Kevin watched uh, the A Christmas Prince, they were crying and like emotionally enjoyed the movie, you know, where I think if, if it was a rivalry, like, oh, that sucked. It's terrible. It could be a friendly competition, you know? Yeah. Like a little bit of both. Yeah. So like I'm doing, so I started and then you're like, you know what? I want to, I want to put my little Christmas magic spin on it. Or, but you know, like Olivia also think about it this way. We haven't finished doing all these episodes. So maybe our friendship. We're only four, four episodes. In. Yeah. So maybe our friendship just really deteriorates and we just are at <laughs> each other's throats and then 30 years goes by and then we time travel and create the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's weird is when we were watching the princess switch there was a guy i was like sean this is you so i think you wrote yourself in twice in the princess oh, switch yeah because there's the butler who is spying on so the king which fun fact about the king the king is actually the butler in crown for christmas so that was exciting but there the king tells the butler i need you to follow lady margaret because she's being weird so he's always spying on lady margaret and then lady margaret's assistant keeps giving him chores to do so like to kind of get him off the scent so he has to like do the dishes do the laundry unclog a toilet or something and i was like oh he also falls off a second story balcony and hurts himself pretty bad and i was like hey sean if you were in this movie this would be you and you were like yeah that that would be me i was like thanks olivia i really appreciate it that you said out of all the characters in this movie so you know we got some very handsome gentlemen in this movie and you said you're the piece of shit. Nobody likes that. Even in one scene, like he's falling on himself. Everyone's insulting him, giving him terrible chores. And even in one scene, so another Christmas trope or a Christmas cliche, orphans. So they're celebrating Christmas with this group of orphans. They give him toys. And this one kid, for no reason, takes one of his toy laser guns and starts shooting at this Butler Sean character. No reason. Unprovoked. He didn't do anything. He just looks like that. And I'm like, wow, that's the story of my life. Because fun fact, listeners, I'm going to hit you with two stories. Real quick side notes about how I look. And I just take it with a grain of salt. So I used to work at Wendy's. And when I worked there, this one girl said to me, and this is straight faced, not joking. She said to me, if I turn up dead tomorrow and they find my body... I want everyone to know it was him. She was not joking. And I'm like, wow, that is something to say to a coworker. I appreciate it. And then the other story, I used to work at a Walmart and there was this girl that I worked with who was very nice. And, you know, I say after like a month or so, we definitely had a friendship going. And she was just like, you know, after, you know, when I first met you. I thought you were going to be like one of those white terrorists, but you ended up being a pretty okay guy. And I'm like, thanks. I'm, I'm glad I'm not, you know, any number of those guys. And you know what, what I've said about you, Sean, right? right. What have you said to me? I mean, besides you this, look like, you look like Steve Rogers, but before he got to become Captain America. Yeah. That's, Basically, if anyone makes a comparison as to what I look like, it's never flattering. I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a oh, flattering but, compliment as to my but looks. Preci 
But pre-serum Steve is very cute. We love pre-serum Steve. But would you take him over post-serum Steve? Depends. Depends on the situation. Like what? if I'm if I'm hanging out of a helicopter and like Hydra's about to fucking kill me, yeah, I want post-serum Steve. And what okay, then tell me this, Olivia. Uh-huh. In what situation would you rather have pre-serum Steve? So if I was going to make a podcast where I watched all of Netflix Christmas movies. Oh my God. <laughs> what did Steve, what did pre-serum Steve be a little bit more like Sir Cole because he'd be like, Netflix? What's that? No, I think he'd be pretty smart. So you're saying Sir Cole's not smart. Got it. Cool. Taking that. <laughs> save that for later. Speaking of, we've got to talk about who would win in a fight. Okay, yes. This, this is my favorite thing to do every episode, guys. <laughs> we got a fight going on. It's Sir Cole versus Prince Edward. So, usually everybody has a weapon. You know, Prince Richard had his bow and arrow. Jake had his pencil. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Cole and his sword versus Prince Edward and his car. Who would win in a fight? I'm going to go oh, with Prince Edward is- in the car. He's just ramming. <laughs> he's ramming Sir Cole down. But if you remember in the night before Christmas, Sir Cole does get hit by a car. Oh, I did remember that. But Prince Edward would finish the job. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> also, can we talk about? Yeah, I, I think Prin- Prince Edward has this one. But can we talk about how Prince Edward, he clearly has never kissed. I mean, no. He he hasn't kissed a woman before in this movie. And he's like very uncomfortable. And like, I think he has kind of like a sexual awakening during this movie. And it's very <laughs> uncomfortable as a viewer because like there's this moment where like Vanessa Hudgens like kind of runs up and like hugs him and like just his reaction. You're like, oh my God, is he, is he, you know, what's going on here? Because <laughs> he's just like so shocked and like pleased by it. At the, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. So I will say, so as far as ranking of love interests so far, and obviously El Camino Christmas doesn't count because there was no real love interest. Well, actually there was, but still doesn't count. Okay, so Prince Richard, easily number one. Mm-hmm. I think Prince Edward was the lesser prince of the two, but for sure, the other two candidates are so bottom of the barrel that you really didn't have to do much to, to squeak by. So he's number two. Then for me, Jake number three, and then no. Sir Cole bottom four. What about Kevin? Who's Kevin? Oh, he doesn't Kevin. count. Okay, well it's compli- It's complicated. I feel like the mm-hmm. I feel like Prince Edward is the more substantial of the two. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like that's kind of the but the side have- storyline. You know, and I think that's because regular girl Vanessa Hudgens, so Stacy is more of the main character than Princess Vanessa Hudgens. So that throws mm-hmm. Kevin off to a degree. Yeah. Because but again, if, if we have that between, one scene. If I had to choose between Kevin and Jake, I'm going with Kevin because Kevin is actually like, he's very sure. sweet. His yes. acting is, his, his acting's a little bit weird, but it's yeah. not bad. But also like he doesn't neg, uh, he doesn't neg on Lady Margaret. Like he's very kind. He's very sweet. Very like he has a daughter. Very, very nice. While Jake is like fucking garbage. Jake is terrible. Fuck that guy. But also, I will say, I will say, I know why it was in there. But the fact that later on in the movie, Kevin goes to... (laughs) Kevin goes to Lady Margaret's room shirtless. (laughs) 
for like toothpaste or something. I'm like, okay, you know, some guys don't want to wear shirts when they go to sleep. Whatever. I still feel like there's what about a little. You, Sean, do you wear a shirt when you go? To I sleep? do wear a shirt when I sleep. Oh, okay. But I just feel like there's still like a decency kind of thing. Like you don't just answer your door in your underwear, right? That's a little inappropriate. I do that all the time. What are you talking about? Do you really answer when when your Uber driver comes? Uh, when your DoorDash person comes, you just answer in your underwear? Well, I don't use DoorDash anymore because I've had very bad experiences with them, Technically so. speaking, whatever it is, whatever whoever comes to your door, you're just going to answer in your underwear? And also, it's still like no contact delivery, so I don't see them. You are missing the goddamn point. <laughs> the point is... Kevin, I know you have a very chiseled six pack. I'm sure Lady Mar- well, Margaret loved it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, if I did the same thing, I feel like because again, remember, I resemble a serial pre- killer. I was going to say pre serum Steve Rogers, so thank you for bringing it back there. But anyways, point is, eh, yeah, Kevin ahead of Jake. <laughs> For you, what's your list? We've got Prince Richard, Prince Edward, Kevin, Sir Cole, and Jake. So we just disagree on the last two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because like I've I've dealt with people, specifically men like Jake, and it's just like, why are you so rude and mean? And like, how is that supposed to like you know attract me? I I I just really think that with both of those choices, it was poor casting those neither of those actors were appropriate for the roles that they were cast in with i want to say jake lacy of christmas inheritance i've seen him in other stuff and i think he's a decent actor i just don't think he was right for that role with sir cole i just he that man was not a knight i did not buy for a single second he was a but goddamn also, knight like- but you know I'm, I'm gonna save that i'm gonna save my ranting for that episode <laughs> So he wasn't a knight. He's trying to become a knight. That's such a small... I never thought he would even... <laughs> Regardless, I could not take him seriously. Yeah, I think I think that whole... I don't think it was necessarily him as an actor. I think it, it's that role is really... I'm sure he's fine. He would be fine in something else. For sure, yeah. I think he'd be a great, I think, I think he'd do probably a good prince. Just got to cut his hair a little bit. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like half, I feel like half my problem with Sir Cole is what they did to his hair. His haircut was fucking Mm -hmm. awful. It was not right. But also, you know how much you hate the night before Christmas? We got to save that one for last. Give you something to look forward to. Don't do that. We're doing it in order, (laughs) Olivia, for the, the cinematic universe. Okay. We got to know what old crone is up to in her fan fiction, okay? Because you, we haven't watched a movie through that lens yet. Even though you've seen it nine times, we're now watching in a whole new way. A whole new, whole new way. I'm so excited. And obviously, like, I think El Camino Christmas, I don't think that's in either of their universes. You know, I think that was just kind of like a blip. I bet you there's a third universe and Christmas Chronicles exist in El Camino Christmas world. Okay, well. But we'll see. That's what we're watching tomorrow. Olivia, what would you give this rating-wise? Princess Switch, I'd say... I'm debating between like an 8 or a 9. What did I give Christmas Prince? Like 10 out of 10? I think I gave it a 10 out of 10. 
I'd say Princess Switch. It's like a good eight and a half, nine out of ten. Yeah. I'd give it a seven, seven and a half. You know, somewhere around there. And that, that's pretty good for you, like, because you you actually enjoyed this movie because obviously you wrote it because you're the kindly man. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's my movie. I wrote it. I, I like my writing. I like my performance. I, th- <laughs> I like my future performance. <laughs> and I think they, um, like I said, this movie really is like. Because 2017 is when they just kind of introduced some stuff. And then Christmas Prince became so popular that they they completely rushed Christmas Prince too. Which with the other sequels are taking at least two years to do them with Christmas Prince. And th- in, from 2017 to 2019, in two years, they had three movies. So, um, and you can tell that with, with Christmas Prince. So like Christmas Chronicles is a big one because that's getting a sequel. And so is the Princess Switch. So I'm excited to see those. I'm, I'm excited to see... Christmas Chronicles. I'm just excited to see how I wrap this thing up. You know? This episode? I, no, I want to see what me, kindly man from the future who traveled to the <laughs> past, I want to see what I did with this storyline, you know? Yeah, I I wonder where, because I don't know anything about Christmas Chronicles, so I don't know where it would fit. But also, I've spent literal months trying to get you to watch Christmas Chronicles. because I'll be like, Oh my Sean, God. Sean, we got to, because Sean is in love with Kurt Russell. And we were watching Kurt Russell movies earlier this year. And I kept being like, Sean, we got to watch Christmas Chronicles because he plays the Santa who fucks. <laughs> I think he's going to be a sexy Santa Claus and I'm excited for it. Because okay. you know how I feel about Kurt Russell. So, Yeah, I'm sure we'll get all into that next tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. Well, Olivia, uh, I wish you a very merry Netflix Christmas. Or and I wish Merry you Christmas. I don't know what, what's our, merry, whatever our sign off is. We've only got, let's see, it's December 4th, so we've got 21 sleeps until Christmas.